Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Today, we do have another, and I mean another, podcast guest that is absolutely going to unshell, unlike, I mean, it's like she's got her water cannon or her freaking uh, shotgun, double barrel shotgun, and she's going to unload, and it's great stuff. Oh my gosh, this is such a awesome podcast that we did, and we're going to talk about like really how the investment money game really works. So our next guest is Karen, and I'm going to probably say her last name wrong because I didn't ask her exactly how she said it before we started the uh, recording of the podcast, but uh, Oser, and I know that I probably just killed it, but uh, so Karen, if you're listening right now, I give you mass apologies, <laughs> but what's cool about her is she has been doing portfolio management for over 25 years, and I'm talking not just like, I'm talking multi-million dollar Vanguard, like big, huge capital funds. She's been in this business and she's been uh, managing fixed assets. So um, she came from corporate high level uh, asset management. She has uh, a CFA, a certified financial analyst. It is a high uh, certificate for what she does. And it is really, I mean, she comes with a lot of knowledge about how money works in the asset management game. Now, we're not talking about asset managing as it relates to apartments. We're talking the money game. She understands the money game like at a very, very high level. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. It's going to be packed full of nuggets and goodies. And my friends, you're going to like the ride. Okay. Before we do that, though, a couple, couple things. Podcast reviews. Oh, my God. Would you believe we have 744 written reviews? You guys are out there smashing it. Absolutely crushing it. Oh, my gosh. So the first one comes from Peyton Hattie. Five-part five part series. Enjoying the basics a lot. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed doing that five series basics because it really is the fundamentals. Um, Miranda Willa says, boss. Corey is a boss. <laughs> That's right. Damn it. I've been trying to get that out for a long time. Someone finally said it. <laughs> and then Esme Sydney says, check it out. I love the show because the host gives many useful tips for investing in real estate, and he does it in a way that is missing on other shows. And that's a fact, my friends, because you will not get all the unfiltered goodness, greatness, uh, and the crap. Like, like, like we, we talk about the dirt in the in this podcast. We It's not all sunsets and palm trees, by the way, kids. Sometimes we get a little bruises and scrapes, and, and we get to, you know, we hurt our knees. And gosh damn it, that's life. That's what we do here. We make this podcast so you won't fall asleep and you'll still get excited about doing it and doing it well each and every day in the multifamily space. And really, that is my gift to you. And I hope that you, my goal, my hope is that I leave enough crumbs that you can see the trail and you can take it, my friend and blaze your path and find your way forward in this wonderful game called apartments, right? This game is amazing. You should be playing it at a very high level. You can do it. I believe in you. You have it in you. I'm telling you right now, you have to believe it, right? Before we get started with Karen, a word from our sponsors. Get started in multifamily real estate investing. Join our virtual Apartments to Millions Summit, where we will teach you how to get started in multifamily real estate investing. Text A2M 
the number 2M to 480-500-1127. Learn how to create cash flow and not quick profits. All right, there you have it. Listen, A2M Live, where it's at, you need to be getting and going to our Apartment Stimulate Summit venue. It is awesome. Uh, really quickly, if you, the easiest way to do it is text A2M to 480-500-1127 and start your journey. Get in with our some of our amazing speakers. We have set the stage, my friends. It is ready for you. Um, so with that, with all that said, sorry for the long introduction and going into it, but we have a great speaker and you are going to really love this show. Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm super excited about this episode and just really having you share some knowledge. We were talking before we started of just kind of your passion, and we're going to get to that at the end, of okay. financial literacy, and, and especially for women, and, and just you've got some cool things going on. But um, more importantly is, I think, your story, and I would just love for you to share the story of where you started where you, and where you're at, because it's really very unique, and I think a lot of people are going to resonate with it. Okay, excellent. Well, you know, I was born in Pendleton, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I... I was in the traditional investment world for almost 25 years. You know, I lived, I managed multi-million dollar portfolios. I, you know, I worked on the buy side and the sell side. I was, you know, an old-fashioned stockbroker for a while. And then I managed some assets with um, Wellington Management Company. And they're one of the largest mutual fund companies in the world. In fact, you may be familiar with the Vanguard funds. We, we over, you know, we managed a lot of their money. I know and the Vanguard funds well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's where I cut really cut my teeth into the asset management side of the business and asset management as we know in the investment business, which I've been corrected many times when I called myself an asset manager in the past because it means a different thing in the in the multifamily world. Well, so it's funny because I was reading your bio when we first started. And I was like, that's where I went with it. I was like, oh, asset management. But then when you but you're you're talking about different asset management. This is true. Well, like finance the the financial world version of that is you've worked for very large companies with lots of money yeah. and you spent 25 years doing that that's a different perspective than i think and then but you yet you still chose to leave that world you would think there's some golden handcuffs there oh my goodness yes no i kind of yeah i i kind of betrayed my brethren to be honest you know, I'm a CFA, which is a chartered financial analyst, which is the highest designation in the investment management business. And so I continue to sit on the local board. And and one of the things that I'm really trying to, we actually didn't talk about this much earlier, but I did want to talk about a little bit with your listeners is one of the areas is alternative investments. Because one of the things you hear often in the multifamily world is that it's very myopic and it's like, all about um, multifamily and that's the only way that you can invest and that's actually not true it is an amazing asset and it's one of the asset um, very important asset classes so i'm actually working with some financial advisors right now because i said you know there's a place for all of us in this world and i speak your language so i've got you know i've got the street cred with investment management folks to talk about let me let me take care of this alternative investment part slice of your pie because it's getting bigger and bigger you know, because I was, uh, you know, so just a little bit more specific about where I manage in the, in the in traditional investment world, I manage um, the fixed income assets. Yeah. And so, you know, and so with that, you're trying to get a return, you know, it's coupon clipping. Well, you know, you look at what happened in the last five years is you're basically paying the bank or the treasury money at this point, you've got some negative yields. And so, you know, we're trying, you know, you're getting 1% as an investment manager, and then you're trying to get a return on top of that. Sometimes you put them in mutual funds, which also have a, uh, ha have a fee to that. And they're at 4% before they're even trying to make any money. And yeah. so, you, you know, and so you're trying to justify your, your, what you're doing for them. And so the last three years that I was in it, I was really looking for some alternative means. You know, annuities are a very a very popular way to get a little bit more return, which, you know, they really lock you up. And, you know, on, on the multifamily side, one of the, you know, the, the liquidity isn't as high. But if you're going into annuity, we're talking four, seven, ten years sometimes that it's locked up. So Yeah, you, you lose your control to like yeah. pivot and maneuver, right? 
Yeah, exactly. So there goes the liquidity argument. And so I was, I was looking at those and it was still a very narrow offering and and there were huge, huge fees to get out of it. And, and, and importantly, you know, and I would talk to a lot of different managers about looking outside of that universe and, and I just wasn't getting anywhere. So that's why I decided, you know what, to, to really serve my clients well, I really need to get something that can get a higher return. And let's be honest, you know, the treasury, you know, they call it the risk-free rate of return. So when you're looking at returns, that that's what you look at to, you know, to figure out what your risk capital is, yeah. you know? And so it's always been the 10-year treasury. Well, look at what it's been doing. It gyrates all over the place. And you call that risk-free. Yeah, that's not and, steady oh, anymore. by the way, <laughs> you're getting less than 1% on that gyrating non, you know, risky asset at this point. So it's just, it, it completely has shifted. And then, you know, look, you look at the, the demographic shift that we have with the baby boomers and they're trying to make all this m- money um, with their assets. And yeah. and also, you know, so that, that was one aspect why I left because I just wanted to find something that had a, you know, a better kind of return on it. And then also on the risk side, you're looking at traditional income, it gyrates all over the place. So that's on the treasury side. So the other place in the traditional investments is you're looking at corporate bonds. Well, corporate bonds are all over the place too. And they could tank at any time because right now they're borrowing free money. And so they're leveraged up the wazoo. And it's and everything's indexed and priced over. Like there is no fundamental investing going on right now that, that makes sense like to the, to anything. And so and I, I love what we're talking about right now. So I don't normally talk about stuff like this on this podcast, but I love, that's my background, too. I used to be a financial advisor. I'm, oh, I'm, really? Oh, okay. You're yeah. Like- I used to be, well, listen, not at your level, okay? I was just an Edward Jones financial advisor, okay? Okay, well, fair enough. But, uh, but I still understand the money game and what we're talking about for people that are listening that you may not, if, if this is, seems too over your head to me, this is we're having a great conversation here, is understanding the options that people that are in the market, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what they normally invest in and, and what these funds do too and where's their, where there's their opportunity. And um, that's what we're really talking about. And the truth is, there's not really a lot of good places mm-hmm. to generate steady income without the craziness. And that's because as investors, that usually when you're in, when we're talking about, and you said the debt side, the bonds are like that fixed income side, meaning we just want nice steady, dude. That's what people look for. And that's the use of the biggest chunks of money that are out there. When when people place money to invest in the in the market, if you gave them an option of mutual funds or these high Corvette, you know, risky things or just fixed income, they tend to want to put most of it in fixed income. Yeah. Exactly. And and, and it used to be as soon as you hit sixty, right? Well we're living into ninety one hundred now. That doesn't carry you very far. Yeah. So, so there we're talking about, you know, the, the, the risk level, you know, and the gyrations, and then you're looking at the return itself. So we're talking about basically a negative return. You're, you, you go into your bank with your CDs. So yep. let's say you are a really, really conservative investor is you're going into a bank getting 0.1% return. So you've got there and then you've got it gyrating at that. And, and then, you know, let's talk a little bit about safety in and of itself. So you're coming into the multifamily and you know what you're buying, it's an asset, it's a physical asset. And that is one of the things that, you know, let's call it for what it is. In the stock market, it's a lot of funny money. Let's, you know, it's a monopoly game with with some unknown asset behind it. Yeah, you have companies behind it, but that can be the money, you know, you can play with the money and all of that. But when you're talking about multifamily, they literally can go drive by what they're buying and they can say, yes, it indeed has 50 gold doors on it or whatever it is. Yes, you tell me, you know, is this really a class A? Is this really the top of the line? Or is it a class C? I can drive by. You can't get away with lying. Pictures don't lie, right? Yeah. Well, can we use GameStop as an analogy? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So GameStop, like that thing, if you had your money in that, for no reason, like everybody was shorting it, then the market came in and they said, uh, well, Reddit and some other places. And so the just the, the street people, just normal people, make that thing raise, and now it's it's dumping again, right? Yeah. At least last time I checked. There's yeah, no rhyme or reason for that. It's not based on any fundamentals 
None whatsoever. Fundamentals exited stage left a long time ago in the stock market. So you have to like to play that game. And listen, most people when they're in that retirement phase of their life, they are done playing games. They just want a safe place to end some. And like you said, Karen, the biggest challenge is outliving the money. That is the biggest right. fear, right? Right, exactly. And so when it comes down to it, multifamily is starting to make a, 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 at least a good plan for that money, or at least a portion of that money as an alternative. Am I right? Is that what Yeah, is? yeah, you know, and it, it, it's a good alternative for it. And, um, and, and, and again, it, it, it's more stable. And so you're looking at the fixed income investors. So let's look at the, let's now think a little bit about on the stock side of it. So you've got the fixed income investors that just, you know, the coupon clipping. Yep. Well, then you want to look, then you're looking at the, if you're risk accepting, you're willing to take a little bit more risk. Let's move to that side of the portfolio. Well, hello, multifamily has that too. You can get your income and capital appreciation. <laughs> you know, because usually it's one of the, in the stock market, it's one or the other. You know, when you're in playing the market, it's one or the other, but you can actually play in this sandbox and have both. Touche. And that is dropping the mic right there. <laughs> oh, right there. Why did you leave traditional investing right there? You can get both sides of the equation. I then, love how you're setting this up because that is the cat's meow, right? Because yes. this is the street. This is this is everyday Americans that this is what we're sold as we go as we're as we're creating our jobs, our 401ks. All I mean, there's trillions of money doing this, and they have no idea that there's anything else than fixed income or equity. That's that's the only two buckets they know. They don't even know they could have both. I exactly. And oh, and one other important point is low interest rates work for you in multifamily. It's actually your friend because that <laughs> that return goes directly into your pockets, right? You get yeah. you, you get to borrow at a lower rate, and that goes straight to the bottom line. So I love how traditional market is killing you, and you come right in here, and you're it's it's actually working for you. It's a good thing. Now, so I want to, I and I so listen. You're knocking it out of the park right now. Because I feel like this he is the mantra. You didn't pay this either, folks. Yeah. <laughs> because now here, I mean, because we got to step back for just a minute and think about Karen here. Karen has 25 years of experience in this game. And she's played it at a very high level. Very high level. And I love, and you're coming to this conclusion of, I've been in the game a long time, but here's where I, I see opportunity. And... So let's talk about that, the, the actual opportunity in apartments. And, and really, I guess, how do you get your people, those these people out there, how do you get them to see the value of apartments, I guess, right? How, like, what's the story to get, to get them from the stock market into apartments? Well it's, it, well, it's really interesting. And as you know, most people leapfrog from the single family. So mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's stop there for a second. Because a lot of almost anybody understands flipping a house. They understand collecting rents. And most people are like, no way. I want no part of that because I know somebody who owns five houses and they're worrying about broken toilets. They're worried about this, that, and the other thing. So like, I don't want to be involved in real estate. That's what most people know about real estate. That's their first opinion. I agree. 1000%. Exactly. They're like, no, thank you. Who wants to be a landlord? Toilets and tenants. I'm out. Exactly. So they're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck with that. So then you go into multifamily. Well, let's talk about that risk that we talked about earlier. So let's say, you know, you own, you know, you own five houses, you know, you, you're, you own five single houses, five doors there. And one person doesn't pay rent that that's a 20% loss on your income. And then chasing it down and knocking on the door. And if the tenant leaves last minute or trashes it, you lose all that time on that one door. 20% of your portfolio with one door. And well, I may not even be equipped, right? Exactly. Exactly. And if you only own five five houses, you're not going to be paying a property management company because it doesn't. the money doesn't pan out at that point. Right. But let's multiply by that 10 and make that 10 doors. Or excuse me, 50 doors. Yep. That's only a 2% loss with that one. 50% now we're starting to make a little bit more sense, right? Now at 50 doors that we could probably afford 
a management company, maybe. Exactly. That's, you know, you know, 70 is the number, but at 50, you can start moving there and thinking about at least having part-time property management. So you, so even as, as you know, cause so there's the passive and active side, there's two pieces of it. And, you know, that's in depending on which side you want to be on it. There's, there's, there's money to be had on both sides of it. So when you're looking at investors, you're, you know, you're talking to your traditional investors. So let's, let's talk passive for a little while. Yep. So on the passive side, you come in, you don't have to worry about a single toilet. You don't have to worry about the late night calls. You don't have to worry about the trash collector or collecting insurance. All you literally do is hand you a check on day one and then just bring all your money in on a night, very nice return. Yep. And then for the most part, you know, it's very popular, as you know, right now to have, you know, a few classes, but let's just keep it simple for this conversation is then the holding period is usually about five to seven years, yep. less than most annuities. And then you're getting really nice returns. So, you know, they have, you know, as we know, the preferred return is what the investors get. Yep. And so, you know, you know, most of them are in the eight-ish range, eight to 10-ish range, you know, and the preferred return, well, go back to grandma who is getting 1% at most on her treasury that's like this. So she panics when she listens to the nightly news to see whatever political party pissed somebody off that day. Yep. And then she worries and panics, but guess what? She just knows that check keeps coming in. And also the good thing about it, so even let's say, you know, you know, there's turnover. You know, you have 50 doors, you're gonna have turnover, but that's what you have reserves for, it's planned for. And you can handle it. It can absorb it. So the, the risk is so small in the multifamily. So you take it. So you don't have the gyrations that you get in the traditional market. For everybody that's listening right now, this is just a master class, okay? This is a master class in economics of what really happens. I, I truly believe this is the realness and the rawness. That, and I can hear your passion about what you're saying because I, I, I know that it's true as well. Is that some, you know, when we're close to retirement people they they've usually done they've some of them have done a great job of planning but some of them not so much and they only have what they have is what they have and let's say you know and listen a million dollars is not what it used to be anymore no. you know i've saved all my life i've got a million dollars and you're and they're like hell i don't think it's enough and it's probably not but by and getting, assuming that your costs go down, ha, 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 ha. Right, right. And then if you look at this 1% return, you know you're screwed. Because if you live, you know, just a little bit longer, and we're living much longer, that's a long time, and you know, the money will run out. And so everybody's biggest fear is already true. They already know this, hitting the box. And so... It's more important now, I think, that we get this message out. Well, because most people would. So, what's what's their other choice? Go 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 full ostrich, right? Pretend this doesn't this. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do, right? It's go in a gyrating market. Don't sleep at night, or I'm going to put it in a safe market and oh, the bank money, or I'm going to be an ostrich. Those are some nice choices we have out there, aren't we? Man. Or there's a fourth option. <laughs> <laughs> And it really is playing in both sandbox. I think you you did such a good job of illustrating that because it gets you an income stream, but there's back end coming. And you know, in that fifth or seventh year, that's the real money to keep up, in my opinion, it's the inflation cola. It's your cost of living adjustment. If people will take that money and reinvest it in their next deal with their original principal and you know, let's say they use that money that they were getting as paychecks, that's their spending yep. money. Right? Yep. Yep. And I think that's the cat's meow. And and furthermore, so let, let's also talk about that that capital appreciation covering the the inflation. So let's go back step in the stock market for a minute. Okay. So this is another reason why I I was really disheartened because you know I've been you know I've been in the market for over twenty five years, so I've seen a few cycles. You know, I saw the dot bomb, you know, and I you know, and then I saw the two thousand eight crash, and then you know you had a you know, we had two, you know, those two different technology bombs that we had. And so if you do the math, if somebody put all their savings into technology um, during the dot bomb, 
And for you baby boomers who are, you know, you, you, you uh, millennials, that happened in, you know, the year 2000 and when everybody put their money into dot coms and it crashed the market. Okay, well, I know that I, you know, let, let's say you're, you know, you're 40 years old at that point. And they go and trade, you know, your stockbroker saying, you're young, you have time to make it up. Let's put it back in the stock market. Okay, I can do it. I, I'm ready to take some risk. Guess what? You're almost to where you were when the dot bomb happened. But guess what? 2008 hit. What are back you going to do? same club, right? Exactly. And then where are we at now? So, you know, right now people are like the stock market's making this crazy return and that's return. But it's all about your price point. It's all about your entry point, right? Yeah. So, yeah, if you put your money in on the day that they start measuring on that year, yeah, you made a lot of money, but you can still be making up from these losses that you had before. And it takes a lot more to make up from your losses. You just It's not the same, oh, I lost 12, so I'm going to make 12. you got to make more than that to catch up. Like, yeah, it's, that's, it's, and, it, and it's not 12. <laughs> right, it's not 12. It's like double sometimes, 24, And then 30. when you include fees and, and you know, because you're getting feed to death all during that time. So yep. it's, it's, it's really, you know, and even for the younger folks to say, just go into the stock market because, you, know, you know, you've got the time. That's not the point. It's yeah. not about it because it's, it's, it's about ri being smart with your risk, mm -hmm. you know. Because and I love the word risk because that is that is the real word because people are risk adverse a lot of times when they get to this bubble and then and yet but their options are so limited that they just don't know what if they knew about so I think so let's talk about the financial literacy because I feel like what you're what you're talking about right now I'm hoping this is what you teach everybody <laughs> that is listening because. I feel like there's not a lot of people that understand the basic fundamentals of investing. That is true. That is true. And in fact, that that was my passion because, you know, nothing broke my heart more than seeing seeing people come into our offices at 45, 50 years old or just even worse yet, you know, t two years before retirement. I got this 401k from my company. What am I going to do? And to say, mm, you probably should have had this conversation about 20 years ago and these are your options and so you know so my financial literacy program is for everybody at all demographics at all ages but i really want to get people a little bit younger to start thinking about their finances and the money and their choices and obviously one of the they don't you know what one of the big things that um i love about the multifamily world is it everybody always talks about what's your why 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 were you here what what really matters to you and what's your dream because because there's a whole culture of saying, what's your dream and what are the steps to get there? And so let's create a financial, uh, your financial plan that fits to your dream. Because everybody has a charity, everybody has a something that they care about deeply that they wanna be able to give to. And, yeah. and then what will it take to get there? Well, a lot of people are sad when they, when they get older because one, they're hardly able to cover their bills and then they can't give to their favorite charities. And they like can't they make a contribution to. to their heart, to their, their passion. Exactly, like, and they're like, I gave all these years for what? I'm just trying to stay alive, right? I'm just trying to pay my bills. And that becomes the real uh, sad part of not planning well and, and understanding all the options available to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing I found, obviously, being a woman in the business as well, one of the things that I found is that women are particularly comfortable talking about finances. That's just, you know, just one of those things for lots of reasons. And also women are very collaborative. So what I've done is I created a program called Financial Literacy for Her. And so it's a mastermind program that we put together. And so it's a group of women. And, and I, have a, I have a powerhouse board um, on me. You know, I've got Mandy McAllister. A lot of people know her. She's really big in the mindset. And she and she's also I mean she manages oh gosh I think it's over 300 doors now you know and I and I've got I've got people with lots of credentials and I've also got the the Association for Financial Education they're behind me um, you might probably know Holly Williams she's not she, um, she's one of the sponsors for the financial literacy for her program she and I are hardcore in fact we we should do a panel with the two the three yeah, of us one time be, be really fun. fun she yeah she and I talk can talk this topic till you know we're blue in the face but you know. 
what we want to do is we want people to say, hey, you know, it's not as complicated as people try to make you think it is. It's very clear. Yeah. And when we can come together, we can support each other and encourage each other to make these hard choices and to start creating a lifestyle that matches your dreams. And this is such an incredible vehicle to get there, whether you want to be active or passive. You know, because some people just want to be passive and, you know, and all we did was just talk about the. the passive side. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we forgot. To, I forgot. <laughs> I cut you off. But the active side, you know, it's just as well. Because for those people, there's even more if they if they want to go that route. And I mean, the because the world is yours at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. But but the choice is it's always to have options, right? For you to be your own boss, for you to be in control of your finance, for you to be in control of your destiny. And so when you don't, when you can't rub two pennies together, you know, it's kind of hard to, to fulfill your destiny yeah. and then not know how to do it. And, and in fact, the older you are, the more advice that you do need to be able to make up time. And you do need something like this and you can't turn it around much quicker when you invest in some a vehicle like this. And quite honestly, you know, I want to be able to look clients in the eye and say, this is an asset. You know, you know, I have to say SEC, I'm a CFA, I have to give this disclaim- disclaimer. No, there is no risk-free asset, even though you call the treasury one. Yes. Um, but but anyway, on the on the risk, on the uh, you know, on the risk scale, this is one of the lowest risk investments that you can make. Yeah. And so I actually feel better about putting grandma into an apartment over the treasuries any day of the week. Man, I, I've that's I've witnessed it firsthand. I've got so many people that that started. You know, they always give me a little bit of money, and they start seeing the paychecks and the consistency. And I tend to get almost all of it eventually. I, you know, it's like with this our last. You know, when the market gets crazy and I have these big swings, that's usually when I get my calls and texts. Yeah, and they yeah, say, exactly. They say it'll be like Karen. Thank you so much that I never have to worry about this crap again. Because no matter what happened today in this crazy cycle, uh, my checks are going to show up because rents always do. Right, right, exactly. And I think that's, and that, that really at the end of the day is that vehicle of, and whether it's apartments or it could be self-storage, there's lots of different vehicles out there that right. provide an income stream that, that, that can provide some consistency for the educated investor. And I think that that education is needed more now than ever, right? I, and, I agree 100%. And and as you as you might know, women actually own 50% of the investable assets in this country, and that's only gonna go up. You know, with, you, know right? you have women in transition. And again, so that's why financial literacy for her is like, the time is right. You know, I don't want you to wait for that transition. And if there is, I want you to come to some place where you feel safe. You got the girlfriend, sit around and drink some wine and talk about finance. And this is a place where we're going to come together and, and, you know, and, you know, I'll, what did it say? You know, I'll, I'll boats, I'll right. slip the tide. That's wrong. That's yeah. totally wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a high tide rise all boats. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay in my lane. <laughs> But it really, and that's the truth. And I look at, so, man, even, you think about this. You can look at college graduates or women, women go to school and get degrees more than men. Listen, like, it's got to be like two to one or maybe three to one, I swear to God. I have a lot of student housing. Very rarely ever boys in my student housing. I mean, it's like a one to three ratio, I feel like, right? Um, And especially when you look at the completion rate. (laughs) Yeah, oh, well, absolutely. They're, they're right? closer with the start rate, but the finisher rate's a whole nother day. Women finish always, dude. They are so much better. And yet, they don't have as much fun. Well, see, I think this is changing. This is, Karen, this is why I believe your message is, is super resonating because the world is changing and women are getting more and more into leadership. I have a strong wife, woman, a wife that's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> See, now you got me. Okay. I can't talk You're now either. <laughs> but my wife's very much a strong woman, and that's her gig. Even though, um, and I feel like more women today need and are looking for this financial education because they do run households. They do, they, I mean, honestly, women do a lot more than men. I, can I say that? 
and mean it? I think they do. I really do. Guys, we have it easy. Trust me on this, right? Um, you go, you go hunt, and yeah. we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, but women are hunting and taking care of it. They're doing it all. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I think, and they're just wired differently. And and what a great place to go. So, how do people get involved in that, Karen? Okay, yeah. So um, there's financial literacy. Um, so there's been literacy um, for her. Dot com and there's also we we now have on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern we we have a mastermind open call for everybody it's a it's a free call for everybody to come and join and if you go on the Facebook um, it's financial literacy for her just as the name says you can go to Instagram and it's been literacy for her and also on LinkedIn there's financial literacy for her and you also can, you know, you know, if you come through me on LinkedIn and also financial literacy for her, we're, we're getting them at all ends of the spectrum as well, because um, we also have somebody, um, her name is Grace Torlai, and she is from Gonzaga University and she's interning with us. And so she's actually doing some polling because I want to be able to use a language that reaches that that demographic in a way that they'll be heard because the way we like to learn is not necessarily the way that they like to learn and whatever whatever it takes to get the message. Yeah. But it's it's That's important. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it's an amazing book, but you you need some hand holding along the way. Yeah. And some execution. And so that's why we have the financial. So we have financial coaching. We we have financial programming for financial education. We also go out and speak to organizations. So if anybody's interested in us talking to your organization, that's something that we can do. And we eventually will be going out to financial literacy for families as well. But right now we're starting with the women because because it will it'll be a natural outflow to go into families with the women because, yeah. you know, once the women get it, you know, they're going to ask the husband, the families, you know, and couples and, and that sort of thing. But, and you know, the and, world. And she, yeah, yeah. But as you know, women usually are the gateway for most of these things. And yeah. and once once they get the fire and and as you know, a lot of households are still the, the men are technically running the books, but they're not running them very well. And that's just because they don't know and they're doing their thing. And so yeah. this is something we're, we're educating on a level where you can still take care, you know, take care of the babies. You can take care of what you're doing or your, you know, your W job or whatever you're doing. But you also can be making really smart decisions early on. Well, and I and, think you said it earlier, too, Karen, women are way more collaborative. They're way they are way more open to listening. And I mean, women are good talkers anyways right they just that's what women do they get together and they share right and guess what happens when we talk we generate ideas guys that's we don't why do we it have like so that many women entrepreneurs you put a bunch of men in a room they're like hey how's it going it's good right <laughs> yeah exactly you're like hey did you try this you got to check that because Cave, i guarantee caveman talk right we can't even we can't express anything but women listen i like going to I, can i say something really weird i like going to women's groups because way more ideals are out there. Yeah. Way more ideas. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what I tell my part, you know, my partner a lot, um, <laughs> my, my business partner, <laughs> uh, is, is, you know, it's like one plus one equals five with women. Yeah. You know, which is actually a very, you know, a, a really nice um, bridge into the teamwork with multifamily. And you and you do have a lot of female teams that are starting to form in the multifamily world. I and see it more than in, ever. Anywhere you have passive income. I'm, I'm seeing it more so than ever. I've seen different uh, masterminds that I'm in. Way more women are getting involved. They're 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 not just sitting home. They're they're striking their claim into the world and saying, "Here, I matter. I'm going to do this regardless." And sometimes, you know, a lot of times they have husbands too that are uh, just the opposite. Like they're the the security blanket, and the women are out there forging that new path, or you know, yeah. that of of um, of business ownership, of entrepreneurship. And I just think it's amazing. So I I bless all that because I believe that at the end of the day, we all want a lifestyle that matters. You know, absolutely. We want to have time and money, and so many have one, and very few have both. Exactly, and th and this offers both, and and just the peace of mind, and and also, like I said, you you get to meet a lot of more people, and you know, and and that's COVID has actually been very good to me in in terms of being able to to meet people from around the globe that I wouldn't have before. You know, the the whole Zoom world, yeah. and so that's. 
that's why financial literacy for her is really taking off very quickly is because in the old in the old days I would have had to do a Greenville only meetup where I went there physically and then I had to choose one conference to go to that I could only do one a week and only talk to people that are in a very narrow audience so now you know I mean you know you can have three four interviews in one week to spread it out and, yeah. and spread the word really so. just multiply it huh yeah, so that you know, so that's why I've got the East Light Investments. That's you know, really the investment are focused on multifamily. Then there's so, financial. And let's, and let's just transition to there. That's a great little transition, and then we'll wrap it up. So yeah. in East Light, tell me what you guys are doing there, and and how you're making a difference there. Do you want to learn how to find and finance apartment complexes using other people's money? Join us for our virtual Apartments to Millions Summit, where we will teach you how to get started in multifamily real estate investing. We will show you underwriting, how to find the best properties, how to find money, deal structure, and even how to maintain the properties and deal with the unexpected expenses that pop up. Text A2M to 480-500-1127. That's A, the number 2M to 480-500-1127. Learn how to create cash flow and not quick profits. Cash flow is king. Yeah, so what we're doing is, is, is actually really funny. I'll plug it again that we're doing the scholarship um, fund through that. So you can go on East Light Investments. If you're, if you're interested in becoming a financial literacy partner, you can go to eastlightinvest.com, and we have a, a paid partner page there. And so what, so what we're doing is in any... And, and it really is related because it's about going into the community and wanting to make a difference because, you know, we didn't we didn't um, spend a lot of time talking about demographics, but demographics are so important right now. And and, you know, the the apartment buildings are they, they really need a place to live. You have more people than you have places for them to go. Yeah. And then also with the COVID and people having lost jobs and that type of thing is the, the, their ability to move into a single family home has has moved down. So. Yeah. You know, so so that's one of the areas, you know, I, I really like to focus on the value add more, you know, C plus B minus area. We're looking here in Greenville. Yep. And also, I've been also looking into eastern Georgia as well, you know, looking in Chattanooga, Knoxville, that area, because those yep. areas are really starting to grow. Yep. And and people are moving in. You know, I'm in South Carolina. We're a very... We're a very uh, tax-friendly state, so the COVID has been very good to South Carolina. Right. <laughs> We've yeah. had a, we had a lot of people from blue states move here, and so we're growing like crazy. In fact, I just had lunch with my son earlier today, and he, he goes to Clemson, go Tigers. And I, I just had lunch with him today, and he's like, Mom, I haven't been here since Christmas, and two neighborhoods have gone up. And look, another <laughs> apartment building. But, you know, and I told him, I said, he doesn't really need to fret right now because it's it, it's growing. The people are coming here. Yeah, we vacancies are not an issue here because it's continuing to grow. The jobs are growing. You know, you know, we've got so many manufacturing companies here in Greenville, uh, as you know, and then you have all their feeder companies, and we're inviting more companies here. And so, and so, and so, the, and they and they pay well, really well. These, you know, these factory jobs. Well, these are big jobs. These are big factory jobs. The light industrial is where it's at. And in fact, that's one of the areas that I look even globally, especially when I'm looking on the passive side of my portfolio is light industrial is really, that's not going to go away. No. You, you can't robot that away. You need higher skilled people for what that. What I love about that area too, that marketplace you're talking about, where you're targeting too, there's there's you know north pressure and south pressure. People yep. that are north are moving south and people that are south are moving north. And uh, and really, the conf- Florida North, yeah, 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 Florida North, right? And they are, and and that's the Carolinas itself, Atlanta uh, or Georgia, North Georgia, all those yeah, markets I'm looking right in Northern there, Georgia as well, yeah. Um, they have a great unique aspect of what's going on because people are really trying to get away from the craziness of the of Northeast, right? Um, and all that restrictiveness, and and they go to like South Carolina, uh, North Georgia, and it's like a breath of fresh air. And it offers all the things that the big jobs cities there. There's yeah, real there's jobs. jobs, and and there's there's southern culture. No, but there's actually regular culture as well here in Greenville. I mean, I lived in Boston for 17 years. Yeah, and you know they have all the shows, and I know like right in COVID time they don't have much of that. But in terms of in and in terms of this being a place that there's something to offer, I mean, downtown Greenville, I mean, come on, it doesn't get much more beautiful. I always than say, that. you know what I relate Greenville to is like the small, it feels small town that caters to a corporate client. 
Bingo! Like, That's well stated. Yeah, it is. Well has stated. A small time feel of like this is just an average cool little town, but it absolutely caters to high income, uh, wealthy people that um, are have great jobs that that run big businesses, and they've just chose to call it home. Right. Yes. Exactly. And it really is very unique, and I I love that area. In fact, that I told you before we started, that was my first deal was in Greenville, actually Malden, which is right next to Greenville. I lived in Malden at one point. Yeah, and, uh, I know and Malden It was well. an old apartment complex built in the seventies, um, where I made my first uh, multi million dollar profit. So it was it is very special to me, and I think that's a blessed area. So that's that is a and that's the right strategy. So East Light. Uh, invest.com that's where you guys are doing you're, you're out there growing and finding apartment deals in that in yeah. those areas and uh, and creating communities am I right yeah yeah we're creating we're creating communities and you know and you know in terms of offering you know offering something for both passive as well as active investors you know you know we we, we touch on a little bit about working with the team but I'm always looking to work with other like-minded people on the active management side as well you know that's yep. one of the things I I love is some people will get a single team that they'll work with they'll have three four five people they always work with some people like to to diversify through who they manage with as well and you know, this is where my ADD kind of comes in, where it's really nice where I can get involved with different management teams. It's nice to, to meet different people and bring different skill sets in. I want to say I second that hard. I, I believe do, uh, do deals, don't do partnerships, right? Like, just because, you know, you can do a partner a deal with somebody and you guys can come together and figure out like let's do this and here's what we're all committed to do and that's great but the next deal you may like eh, i really only or, or something new comes up that you that you can really bring value to you and you don't want to have to bring all the other luggage we'll call it for lack of a better term with you on the next deal you just want to like i just want to go by myself because i can add value for this one thing and 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 bring it and I don't need all the other pieces to it because they already have the other pieces. Yeah, like for example, I, you know, I just met somebody at the MFIN Summit la a couple weeks ago and he lives up in Jersey and he plans on moving down here in the next three years and he's not looking to do a partner, you know, a long-term partnership with me or anything, but he needs boots on the ground for the next three years. Yeah. Perfect. For It's a win-win for both of us. There it is. That's how you play the game. So listen, uh, if uh, wrapping it up, a couple of things, I have asked a couple of questions at the very end. Any books that you're reading right now that you want to share that, that, is, that are making a difference for you? Well, I have to say it's- Or favorite um, book. Well, I, I, favorite book, I don't know, but a, a, an excellent compliment to everything that I said today is Holly Williams' book, Hidden Investments. It's cool. a really, really good book. Awesome. And then- advice for new people starting in multifamily what advice would you give them what advice would i give them i would get involved in a coaching program however one thing that i would do is sample the goods i really really you know because all of them teach pretty much the basics and they all and they all have a special flair and you know it's there there're lots of good ones i'm not here to disparage anybody but there's different personalities for different types and different skill sets you know for me you know i i've i've been involved in two different coaching programs and one of the pro earlier earliest programs i got into was it actually wasn't a coaching program it was more a mentorship program but it was dan's premium group and the reason i did that is because i knew with my background investor relations was a no-brainer so i chose his program because i don't think there's anybody better in the business than dan hanford in the investor relations department yeah and so he's speaking you know, at my event coming up and and that's what he's talking about yeah yeah he, he's the best in the business so for that piece of it i wanted to i want to surround myself by the best and that's one of the things with some of the coaching programs you know they can get pretty spendy so it depends on how many you can buy but definitely you know definitely go to a few boot camps because also what's important is you know we're a pretty small universe as you know yeah. and you know, I've seen you speak at several conferences, so I know you well. <laughs> yes, you're one, you're one of my favorites. I always go to your <laughs> sessions, Corey. And, 
and you get to know who the players are and the who names you, you know, you learn what their biases are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses. And there's something to learn from everybody. So, Amen. you know, if you can't go to the boot camps, go to a few conferences and really educate yourself and just, just get to know the lingo and get to know people. And that, I mean, which I, I, which is a cleaner way to say that is network, network, network. And these are good places to start networking. Yes, it is right on. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And last thing, if people want to get a hold of you, where do they find you? Yes, the best way to get a hold of me is at Karen at eastlightinvest.com or my website, www.eastlightinvest.com or feel free to reach out to me on the phone. It's 864-551-1820. Rock and roll. Thank you so much. Listen, guys, I want to thank you for uh, coming on this journey with us. Karen has just like hit the shotgun today and fired both barrels uh great information great knowledge and and really a certified financial advisor wait that's not right analyst yeah analyst analyst highest designation you can get in that world um that's like you don't just get that that's a passion to get that right that is something that you you strive because you believe in what you're doing and and to listen to her story of money and how it works guys it is it is really important for you to act on great information get out there network do things uh, i'll pitch my event because it's coming up a2M Live, Apartments to Millions Summit Live. Uh, you can get your ticket at a2mlive.com. Highly recommend that you do it. Great speakers, great content, but it all starts with belief. And if you believe it, you can achieve it, and your paradise is possible. Ooh.